0: <laughs> What's good all you great, grand, wonderful, fantastic, highly melanated individuals out there in the universe? Welcome to Patchwork uh, in the 2021 space. This is the podcast where we talk about the who, the what, and the why. When it comes to those of us that are black and brown in the culinary, food and beverage, front of house industry. Um, I am your host, Dimitri Funderburk. I'm the owner of The Starving Gypsy that is located right now in South Austin. And I am here to guide you through these talks that I have with people that I know, some people that I just met randomly, and some people that I don't know at all. As we discuss what their journey has been, why they do what they do, why they move the way that they move, and what is important to them When it comes to the message and the representation and the narrative that they are cultivating for all of us as we continue to build up all of us. So uh, we're getting out of a hell of a year. And one of the main goals is to continue to uplift the community, which is what we try to do here. So for the next hour, hour and a half, two hours, I don't know. It depends on how long it takes people to tell their stories. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's good to be back, you guys. Let's get it. Hello. Hello. Good Hi. morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Same same. <laughs> so, to um, get into all of this good stuff, can you uh, introduce yourself to everybody and tell them uh, what you do and how long you've been in the business and all of that? Okay. Well, good morning, world. Hope everyone's having a beautiful day. My name is Marie, also known as Chef Smiley. I am a private chef and caterer. I've been in the industry for over a decade. I've worked corporately for a lot of major companies like Universal, Disney. Um, I've worked for um, hospitality, hospitals, all types, of healthcare, you name it. I've done pretty much all that good stuff. Um, I've done small private intimate dinners, I've done weddings, I've done festivals, um, anything food related, I've done it, I've tried it. Um, and that's what I love. That's my passion. I'm Orlando, Florida. Um, I'm, I was born in Haiti, grew up in New York. So I have, you know, a mix of different um, ethnicities, flavors, styles, so I try to bring all that into my cooking. So my so what, cooking is like a fusion. So what? Um, what got you started? Um, I've been cooking. So I'm the oldest of all my siblings, mm-hmm. and so I started cooking around like eight, nine, um, out of survival. So I had to, <laughs> I had to cook to make sure me and my siblings ate while my parents worked. And it was something that I did, but I didn't realize it was a passion until as an adult, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and um, he was like, yeah, Le Cordon Bleu um, is having an open house. Why don't you go check it out? You know, you love to cook. I'm like, I do love to cook, don't I? <laughs> 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 and then I went and I did anything like that. So that environment is totally different. And, you know, like when you cook and, you know, with flavors and everything, you don't think there's anything else you can learn. But there's knife skills. There's just like the visuals, like um, presentation setup. There's a whole bunch of different things that you don't know. And it opened up my eyes. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Awesome. And so um, the light, like it clicked for me in my after I had my first child. Because I'm like, man, I need to figure out what I need to do with my life. I went to school, I, I dropped out a couple of times because I didn't know what it is that I wanted to do as a career. Yeah. And then yeah. the light bulb just turned on. And I was like, okay, this is this is my passion. So after so you went to La Cordon Blue where? Did you go in Florida or did you go somewhere else? I went to the one here in Orlando, Florida. Okay. So you went to the one in Florida. And then after there, like where was the first place you landed work wise? um so while i was in culinary school the beauty with them um they had so much partnerships um i got my first culinary job at um lowe's royal pacific here in orlando that's um, part of universal orlando okay my, my first official kitchen job and it was like an eye-opener <laughs> It's like when you're home or even in school, you you have up to 15 minutes to get that plate done and out to the customer. And then Absolutely. depending on how busy it is, it's just, it's, it's nonstop. <laughs> so it's like, wow. But the adrenaline, like that was like my new drug. I just love rush when it was like lunch rush, dinner rush. But it was just, I had to get acclimated to that environment. And it was so much to see, so much to do. Sometimes I would just catch myself watching someone prepare something and what I was doing. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was, it was a great, I, that place was amazing because they did a lot of their dishes from scratch. Awesome. I've worked at other places afterwards that, you know, um, we went from cutting our own lettuce to just buying it already shredded. We went from slicing our own tomatoes to buying it already sliced. So it was nice being able to use the techniques that I learned in school. But then you realize as you progress in the in restaurant industry, it's they make your life simpler <laughs> But you kind of lose your skills as well because you're not using them, especially in the bigger places and that are more corporate and stuff, right? It's, yeah, yeah. It's all the the private places and the places that are the places that are normally this is somebody's first restaurant or second restaurant, something that's like not a chain or anything that's huge and big that they'll still take the time to do stuff from scratch and. Mm-hmm. Like bring in all the fresh ingredients to break down when it comes to like even proteins and stuff like that. And that's the kind of stuff that I appreciated more too for other places that I worked in. It's like I thought I wanted to go corporate because it was easier to go corporate sometimes because that's the only way that you can get benefits in this business. When you exactly. work for private restaurants, you can't you can't get that and and when you start working for yourself, you understand why for private restaurants it's so hard because it's you can't afford it really. Like, exactly. So so it's like, yeah, when you start working for yourself, that you understand, okay, this is why this little restaurant that I actually really enjoy working at, but this is why it was hard for them to offer benefits and stuff like mm-hmm. that because they just mm-hmm. don't have the money for it. And exactly. But then some of the corporate spots you realize that, yeah, I got benefits, but is some of the rest of this stuff worth it. So it yeah. it, it, it becomes it becomes a game okay. to say the least. Exactly. And that was, you know, and then you don't know any of these things unless you're re- you're in it. And so yeah. I'm glad that I got the experience. I could say that I've done both. I appreciated the from scratch, but of course it took longer and those were more high end. And then mm-hmm. sometimes like as a consumer, you don't understand like, why am I paying $15 for a club sandwich? Well, because we literally <laughs> had to roast the turkey overnight. We literally had to slice a whole turkey to make that we had to slice our own tomatoes we had to shred our own lettuce and you you're know are paying for labor you're paying for labor uh, yeah that's, yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it is you're you're paying for labor you're paying for stuff that's also of higher quality and yeah, you're paying quality. You're, yeah and you're paying for them to be able to afford to try to pay the people that are in there that have the skills <laughs> to do this like a higher wage it there there's <laughs> there are so many freaking moving parts to this uh to this, exactly so to to one sandwich you would just wouldn't yeah. even think you look at it okay lettuce tomato you know protein but it's so much more to it than just that and that's um that's part of that's one thing with the business it's just like the consumer and the the owner like especially having your own business the labor that you put in to give the best quality it you know unless somebody knows your work and you've been around and you know you're like top chef on tv or something um yeah. a lot of people don't understand the struggle of a private chef or a caterer it's a lot Ooh, of girls. it's a lot of moving pieces <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then it's like and then they look at the price and they want like walmart prices for let's say whole food quality items you know <laughs> yeah no absolutely so, I, I totally understand and that's so i um so i decided in 2019 so I, okay, so I started culinary school 2009. Because before going to school, like, I'm like, okay, as soon as I graduate, I'm going to be top chef somewhere. I'm going to be somebody's executive chef. I'm going to be we, sous chef, you know? don't think that. We yeah. Think that. Yeah. And then my <laughs> bubble was bust. I'm like, wow. So <laughs> Yeah. So all it did was open the doors for me, um, which is cool, but then it started giving me a, a, like a set of... Fears. like well okay it's not as easy as I thought it was gonna be so I'm just gonna yeah, humble myself yeah. and lay low work hard and you know and time goes by before you know it five years six years life goes moves on and I'm like wow mm-hmm. I'm stagnant like you know I'm working these places and they love what I do but it's it's not for me it's for them and so okay. finally 20 I just said you know what I'm just gonna take the leap of faith and start. I didn't know where or how or which avenue to take. Like, there's so much things you could do in the culinary field. Um, I started off selling plates out of my house um, once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, I would just advertise on Facebook and people would, you know, call me, send me a message and say, hey, I want to order a plate, da-da-da. And then I gradually um, turned into doing festivals, which was by Fluke. I saw an advertising on Facebook um, for a brunch festival. And brunch is like one of my top... Um, favorite things to do and I'm like let me just you know send them an email the most they can tell me is no I was expecting oh no we're closed we're booked it's too expensive da, da, da. and so I'm yeah. like let me just let me just do it so I sent them an email and within an hour the the company emailed me back and said hey um, I saw your menu and we um, the the event was in a week but we can go ahead and squeeze you in and you don't have to pay a vendor fee I'm like oh wow I'm like dang it that means I have to actually do it (laughs) I wasn't prepared to actually do it I'm like let me just do it let me just reach out the most I was waiting for the no and then I'm like okay, well at least I'll try next time but I'm like now I gotta actually deliver so I've never done a festival before like I've worked events under like an executive chef or you know things like that but I've never like done my own event and so now I had to out how to, you know, get it, get all this stuff together in a week for a festival. And Ooh. he was saying they can get up to like 15,000 people. I'm like, whoa. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> I went oh, from boy. maybe serving like 10 to 15 people a week to 15,000 in a day. I'm like, wow. Oh, okay. Boy. Yeah. Anxiety through the roof. Oh, I Anxiety bet. Anxiety till that event and so day of everything that could have went wrong went wrong yeah. and that was like my test on if i'm if this uh, company's going to make it or not so basically um day of the inspector you have to get inspected the day of the festival you get the temporary <laughs> licensing they and, do it the day of the festival yeah they come and wow. they inspect you day of, and I, I forgot the verbiage, but you literally pay like $75 or $100. You're covered as far as licensing. Okay. um. But I had no sternos, I had no to go containers, I had no utensils because my husband was supposed to go that morning to get everything from Restaurant Depot. Oh my but we got into that car accident the night oh my before. God and i was torn between okay we should go to the hospital but if we go to the hospital then i have to cancel the festival i invested a lot of money that i didn't have oh my to to make this thing work yeah and now the inspect and then because of the accident we went to having just the one car not the two cars oh and God. it was a lot of back and forth so i was late to the location the the inspector was waiting on me i get there now my food is cold Oh, my God. Yeah. So by the grace of God, it it had to have been God because it was nobody else. This lady took mercy on me. She said, hey, I know most of these vendors here, like this guy, he has a food truck. And I know there's an oven in there. Um, I'm going to ask him if you can use his oven and you can heat up your food. And as long as it's up to temperature, we're good to go. I said, what? Yeah. This lady had no reason to be nice to me. I was already like at least an hour late. That's one of those things did. where like, it's something that is bigger than you that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely bigger than me. Because I said, I, I was, I, I just was gonna, I tried to go hide in the car, but my husband had the key. So I, and he was <laughs> gone. So I had no car to go hide in. And so the, the person in the food truck allowed me to use um their oven and I put my food in the oven. I also saw a man, an old manager from a previous job that I had. Um, and I was let go from that job. So that was also part of the anxiety. Like, man, oh, I failed gosh. at that. And now I'm going to fail at this. And he's going to witness it. Like, this is all that's oh, going through my, my god! Life. Yeah. And so my so I ran and tried to hide, couldn't hide. I came back. And my cousin gave me that look. You know, like, you, you give each other that stare. Like, you better get it together kind of stare. Yeah. And so she looked at me. And then my friend, so my cousin's the tougher one, and my friend is the softer one. So she, my cousin gave me that tough stare, like, you better do it. And my <laughs> friend was like, it's okay, but we got this. And then as soon as we did that that nonverbal communication, my husband pulled up with everything that I needed. And then I had, like, a line because people saw, because the company posted my menu was yeah. like, are you the one setting um the oreo chicken and waffles oh my god i can't wait da, da, da. and then the people were actually nice they were they were patient i'm like wow people are actually checking for me i to in my head i'm like i'm nobody nobody knows who i am but these people are looking for me and they don't know that i'm messing up right now they just know that i have something they want and they're willing to wait so within once i changed my mindset and i said okay let's just do this We got everything set up. By that time, the food was warm. The inspector checked it. Temperature hit. We passed the inspection. And everything, like, flipped. And by the end of it, I just, like, took a breath of relief. Like, oh, my God. I can't believe I did it. Like, wow. And it was just, like, wow. That's all I can say is, wow. Like, I, I, I did it. And, you know... I was grateful that I had the people that was there with me. I was grateful that we, um, the inspect, like, I couldn't thank that lady enough. I really wish I got her name so I could send her some kind of something in the mail or something, because she literally saved me. And so that was the beginning of the bigger dream. Like my dream was small. It was just, I just want to cook food for people. Yeah. But I didn't know where that was gonna lead me, and then and then that same event, the coordinator of the event came and said, "Hey, I heard a lot of great things about you. We have a world food festival coming up next month, and we would like you we would like you to to be part of it." Oh wow! I'm like, girl, I just booked another thing during this thing. I didn't know I was gonna even make it. <laughs> that is awesome. That is. And awesome. so and so I started doing that, and um, I, I got a lot of people started following me through that. And, um, then I started doing like baby showers, bridal showers, and it just started evolving on its own like so I wasn't like I was so busy with doing festivals and other things. I didn't have time to do the weekly menus anymore yeah, I did, and then I started doing meal prep, so it just evolved but so with that, I learned every every event that I do, I learned something so <laughs> First thing I learned is don't wait till morning up to go buy supplies. <laughs> 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 Second thing I learned is don't give up. Like, if it isn't an obstacle, it's not worth the fight. Like, you have to go through some things for you to appreciate the journey and to learn from it. And so that was, I t- I'm like, that was my testimony. And then when I tell people the story, it's like, wow. I'm like, yeah, it was worse day of. Like, I'm, I'm, Making it sound kind of, you know, okay, oh, my God, drama, drama, excitement. It was worse. I literally was hyperventilating. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Like, <laughs> and so um that was the beginning of my journey. I was able to meet some incredible people. I was able to try things, like, food-wise that I haven't, I've never done before. If someone say, hey, do you know how to X, Y, Z? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then if I don't, I figure it out. <laughs> you yeah, know anyway. um but it's been an incredible journey um and then covid happens and all my events got canceled yep oh absolutely I, everything I know. yep and everything happened like overnight too mhm yeah cuz i had a whole bunch of cuz with me being out here in austin uh because uh south by southwest is so big here come spring And Mm -hmm. I had a bunch of stuff set up for South by because I was finally going to start doing my own business stuff here. I hadn't done it here since I had moved here. I wanted to get here, work here first for somebody else, see how I felt about the actual industry again. And then Mm decide if I wanted to go ahead and just jump back into doing what I was doing before I moved here. And I did it for a year. And I was like, yep, don't like it. Going to go back to doing what I was (laughs) doing before." And so I had all this stuff set up for uh, South by. And then the, then COVID kicks off, uh, my grandmother passed at the top of the pandemic Mm. and I was on my drive back from, uh, Louisiana for the funeral. And then I just kept getting all these emails on the drive where like all of these things were getting canceled, 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 canceled. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Did you still work yeah. through uh through like? Did you still work through uh through COVID? Um, not for, not for the first like six months, yeah. Not for the first six months because like I was still working corporately, and you know doing my business on the side, yeah. And I had literally um was about to restart back with Universal, and then March fifteenth hit. Everything shut down, so my, my event shut down. I can't go to work. Like we were stagnant, so it was, it was rough. It was rough. And then I lost uh, my stepdad in the beginning of COVID as well, and that was rough. And he was in New York, yeah. and you know New York was was like oh was shut down, like, yeah, yeah. We didn't even get to see him. We didn't yeah. even get to see him. And that was the thing that I think was lucky about, and to say that it's lucky that my grandmother passed at the top as, uh, as well but they hadn't shut down anything in Louisiana yet mm-hmm. so I was able to drive from here to there and, act, and actually have a service and yeah. then come back and I want to say probably a week after I got back everything was closed off wow see that was I mean it was an unfortunate situation but at least you got you know your closure yeah because we I didn't get have, that Yeah, we didn't get that yeah. Yeah. We literally yeah. did a service in September of last year and he passed oh um in April. That's and so that's crazy. when, that's when like you couldn't go anywhere. Like it was yeah. just, it was stressful on top of not working, being home, yeah. not knowing, nobody knows like what's going to happen with the world. It was just, yep anxiety like, <laughs> yeah um we tried to make the best of the situation like it had it was a blessing in disguise um because I have three kids and they're all different they're, mm-hmm. so we got to spend the time with our kids because like when we're working and we're busy we're like on autopilot we know they're okay we know they're fed we know they're you know So we, but we don't know how they are mentally. Kids go through stress just as much as adults do. It's just they what they stress about. To us, we feel like it's not important because they don't have to bills to pay. But (laughs) (laughs) you know, but when we when I was a kid, I the things that I thought about in my mind were like, oh my god, my parents don't love me. (laughs) So I'm like, (laughs) you know what? I don't want my kids to feel that way. So we actively did things with them. We we like went in the backyard and made a garden like we rode bikes and oh, that's awesome. just yeah so we tried to make the best of a bad situation cuz now we had yeah. nothing but time yeah and then we did little mommy and me things we did little pancakes and breakfast and whatever we can do in the kitchen to stay busy yeah uh, but it was rough those those first 6 months i think orlando started opening back up around june july yeah, and even then, it was still like, like um, most jobs still had everyone furloughed. It was basically the essential workers, um, and so I even thought about just getting, just getting any job, but it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Um, so I just stayed here, and then gradually, when people started coming back down here to vacation. Um, I would get a call here or there and I, I have a lot of really great friends so if they had anything going on they would call me and say hey I, I want you to cater. So most that's of my business has been my circle or they refer me to someone you know things like that. And that's but, you know and that's, that's super important in the sense of I think that's something, I know something that I definitely learned a lot more during this whole pandemic time frame. Everybody was going through what they were going through, but a lot of us in the service industry, it was, it was a different kind of panic. And because mm-hmm. you had people who like, you know, worked in offices and they just got sent home and got a home office built for them and everything is yep. still kind of rolling and taken care of. And then everybody mostly in the service industry, like lost everything at the same time. And some people, some people worked on the side where they got some stuff. And some people just got, just let go. Just, they they got, they got nothing. And having other people who don't do what you do, but understand like Mm -hmm. exactly the gravity of it and still be able to like try to look out as best as they can when they're, of course, going through their stuff too is important. That's true. And so that's why like, I, um, I'm appreciative of whoever it could be something as simple as like a repost you know yeah a lot of yeah a lot of free marketing <laughs> a share or hey I, I know someone that you know a referral or whatever it is I appreciate any and every kind of support um but you do know like you also learn as a business owner who's here for you and who isn't here for you oh yeah and you love quick oh. quick quit. yeah. Real quick. Um, I, I agree. Because I'm all about people saying that they're supportive of their friends and their businesses and their stuff that they do. But like saying it is one thing. Mm-hmm. Like actively being supportive. And like you said, something as simple as a repo, something as simple as like if you got like something going on and they show up to help or just show up to just be yeah. in the space, that kind of stuff means a yeah. lot to you when you're a business owner, especially when you're working by yourself. And mm-hmm. you're doing like you're every facet of your business. Like you're you're doing everything. Every facet. <laughs> so yeah, it's like yeah, it's like people don't feel like people don't understand that sometimes. It's like yeah, even even for this, it's like it's not it's not just cooking food. It's like coming up with the menu ideas and what the food is going to be taste mm-hmm. look like. It's also being able to sit here and do all this food calls Turn around and do invoices yes. if you got stuff for people. So you are also a part time accountant. You are a receptionist. Everything. You are. <laughs> You, you are if you have marketing website, you that, like you are your social media manager like it's it's everything uh-huh it's everything. it's everything it's 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 a lot it's a lot like I was explaining that to someone I was like okay um because they was like why don't you post enough or why don't you I'm like would you big. like to volunteer and help me yeah. because <laughs> it, it's exactly. a chore yeah it's a chore It is like I visually have to figure out how this plate is gonna look. I gotta visualize what what this protein is gonna go with. Now I gotta go on uh, social media and post it, and it has to make sense. I gotta think of the words. I gotta think of the hashtags. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a lot. Some people it's oh you yeah but my brain is not focused on that like I want to focus on the creation of the food yep and I would love to magically have someone just do everything else <laughs> yeah I said the same thing somebody even in an event you that. have to think of the flyer the yeah, pictures like it's, everything it's a, lot. it's a lot it's a lot like I was because somebody asked me before it was like well why don't I take uh pictures at some of these dinners that I'll be doing and it's like because uh with what time yeah I'm like I'm like I'm, I'm doing majority of my events that I do here are not even on my home base. Like I'm traveling everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I got to pack everything up. I got to get there. I got to set up a space. I got to get everything together. I got to go ahead and start prepping and cooking everything on site. And Where is there time for me to stand around and take pictures? I'm like, I just, I don't have the time. I just don't have the time. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, I just I just want people to have a space to talk. I feel like we don't get those spaces. And every time no. I see something that's like on TV or online or something that's about chefs and their journeys, it's always a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but there's so many of us that are it's in a this. Lot of us. It's a yeah, lot there's of a us. Whole and we're so lot segregated. We're yeah. We're, so I was just telling I was, so my cousin actually asked me, do I have like um um uh, A celebrity chef or someone that I look up to or or whatnot and I'm like honestly no not on mainstream because I can't really relate to them yeah I agree I I follow other chefs that are they could be like local celebrities or you know people that I see on Instagram that are doing things that I would like to do and I'm like okay I like that you know I'm gonna follow this person because I like their journey oh that plate looks nice stuff like that but on tv it's not it doesn't move me you know what I'm saying like yeah She was like I noticed you don't watch cooking shows I'm like eh you know (laughs) I don't want to sit around and watch it I want to do it (laughs) yeah and those things to me it's not it's not I don't know it just doesn't move me no, I I understand what you're saying. There's not there's not really good. There's there hasn't been a lot of good representation for us in the industry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean and and like you were saying with the whole segregation thing. It's like the whole thing of like even when you go to a lot of places, I mean every I cuz I've been in the industry for 14 years. And every place that I worked at, I was either the only Black person that was there. Listen, or too, I girl. was one of like maybe three, and I was definitely the only black woman there. Yeah, yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> it's like we're unicorns, like, but yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And then so a, a, a lot of issues that I had in the in in the industry. Um, it's like because it's rare for for us to be the majority in the kitchen. Yep. it's just in some kind of bubble and then once we blow that bubble and they see why you know then it becomes like we become the the in, not the enemy but now now we become the threat the yeah, threat. we're a threat we're, we're like because before they, they they expect you they look at you and mm-hmm. because you're black and because you're a woman they're just like oh, okay well this is what you can do this is yeah. what you can do this is yeah. it. and then when you do things mm-hmm. that are completely different from that then all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're a threat you're a competition yep. And all you are yep. doing is trying to mind your black business and cook, like, exactly. <laughs> like exactly, and it, and that's a threat to them. Like, and that's a threat. It never fails. And at first, I'm like, "Is it me?" Nope. But as I talk to, as I talk talk to other females in the industry, I'm like, "It's not me." Nope. Or not even that. just females. It's some of it's some of the guys too. Like depending yeah. on the the caliber of the the work, the place you work. Oh yeah. You know.
1: Especially it's if it's just fine like, dining. Oh yes.
0: My it's yeah. like, why is it so hard? Why can't we just be great? Like, why do I have to dim my light to make you comfortable? I feel like I, it's because it's a space that they have that some people deem is, is for them. So, yeah. And so it's and like it's, when somebody else can come and actually not only play ball in that space, but like run every base, they don't know what to do with it. Like, because then it's like, okay, I can't just be. Mediocre. I have to mm-hmm. actually do something. Because- I have to do something. Yeah, because yeah. this person's showing me out. And yeah. isn't that what we're here to do? We're here to produce to be our best. Mm-hmm. I didn't come here to to kiki kaka. You know, I came to work, and, and I'm not room for all of us. Yeah, and so I feel better knowing that it wasn't me. Like I wasn't the problem. It's everyone yeah. else. And so I got tired of like trying to change how I do things to make other people comfortable. I'm very good at that. I do that a lot. And that is also something where I said, as a business owner, I'm not going to cater to someone else's feelings if they don't respect mine. Like I'm not going to reduce myself to make Mm -hmm. you comfortable. If you're not comfortable with yourself, there's something you have to work on because I have to embrace my greatness. It took me a while to even say, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that I'm great. And it's and it yeah. just sounds like wrong, but it's not. No, it's not. Because society made me feel like it was wrong to feel that way. Yep. Oh, I listen, I know it, it took me forever to, and I I had friends and stuff and people that I've worked with and stuff, and everybody was like, you know, you're really good at this. Like you're good at what mm-hmm. you do. You know that, right? And I would just be like, ah, eh, okay. Cause I yeah. didn't believe it because I worked <laughs> at places or worked with other people who knew. Immediately off jump that I was good at what I did, and they made me feel like trash because they made me feel like I sucked. They made Mm -hmm. me feel like I was an idiot, and it was just Mm -hmm. consistent. And it took so long to be able to get out of that mindset and that bubble that somebody else had put me in, all because they were just insecure in their own abilities. Amen. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's crazy now, you know. Now, like where we are, we look back and we're like, damn, <laughs> like, why though? Yeah. Why can't we all just be great together? <laughs> I don't uh, yeah, I don't. I, I do not. I do not. I do not get it. And that was that was definitely one of the driving forces of why I quit the last place that I was trying to work at, because I was just like, "Yo, like y'all got this bubble. Y'all in here calling all the black women the same name, and it's because it's three of us. And I'm like, but we—none of us look the same. Huh? We all are different. Like we're all different skin tones. Somebody has dreads. Somebody's wearing glasses. We don't look alike. Mm-hmm. Like so, so y'all just being ignorant. You're just being an ignorant, and this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> now you're uncomfortable. You don't want to be there. You don't. I like yeah. when I go when I go to work, or when I used to go to work. I used to love it. I cause I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be this. Oh, we gonna have 700 reservations, you know. But then it's like you get to the point where it flips. Now I'm like, oh, I gotta go to work. I gotta deal with this person. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, exactly. I'm, I'm I'm working the line with this person. It's yep. just like you know, it's yep. Like, it takes you out of it. It takes yeah. you out of it, and it sucks because you really are innately there because you love doing what you do. You have a passion for this business and this thing that is a crazy life to choose to live but you love it there's something in it that pulls at you in a way that nothing else does and that's all exactly. you want to do exactly. to have like to have that kind of just like just be drained out of you slowly on a daily basis just because you're trying to coexist with people who are being ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> and then you know what and then you turn into this like I'm not an angry black woman I'm not mm-hmm. I'm, that's not mm-hmm. my character but then it's just like you go to work And so apparently when I'm upset, like you could tell by my eyes, my eyes get super big. (laughs) And so like, (laughs) I didn't know this, like, so somebody had to mention this to me. Um, But it's just like, I go to work. My whole demeanor is different. Like, I I don't want to be there. Yeah. And it's like, it's because of the haters or the insecure, insecure people. Mm -hmm. They put that energy on me and now I'm carrying it too. Yep. And I'm like, no, this is absolutely. not me. Like, this is not me at all. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks because you can feel you can feel when you're in spaces like that. You can feel yourself change over time because mm-hmm. you like you just get up and it's like the, the day is already heavy. Nothing's happened. Yeah. And it's yeah. just because like, you know what this is going to be depending on who is at work. And yep. it's like, oh, I don't feel like dealing with this because you already know because because every day is always something anyway. It's always a- something. So it's like, yeah, okay, well, I know where this is gonna go. Yeah, and then it, it 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 sucks. I've seen so many people walk away from this career field because of things like that. And yeah. People that are good, people that are really good, like people that are good. good. And then it it it's worse when people that are mediocre or less are the ones getting the promotions or the ones yep. getting the credit. Yep. yep, or getting just the opportunity. The opportunity where you have to kill yourself and you get passed over. Yeah. And they're just huh, giving yeah. it away. Yep. yep. <laughs> because they're not a black female. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I hear you. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's it's not us. And it took me a long time to figure out yeah. that it wasn't me either. Cause, and the only way that you do learn that is by talking to other people who look like you who do this. Yeah when you're the so far in, in the between yeah yeah because when you're the only one in the room all the time everything that you say to these people might as well be hieroglyphics it is exactly boring. there's no contradiction <laughs> they don't understand what you're saying they don't get where and, and that's that a lack why. of respect yeah and it's a lack of respect absolutely mm-hmm. that's why i'm like oh i have this taste of freedom yeah I, you know, being my own boss, being accountable for myself and what I do, not having to feel defeated, like, you know, a situation might make me discouraged, but I can, I can make myself overcome it. But if someone tries to discourage me, like I can't overcome that unless I leave, but now I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to deal with that negativity because you can't create under that kind of mindset. No. It's stifling. Yeah, it completely it completely like strangles out your creativity. Mm-hmm. Cuz like you have to take all this energy that you could be putting into other things and making things great to devote it to something that you don't even want to give it to. Exactly. And then for what? You don't get the credit when things go nope. great. <laughs> yep, no. Nope. But, but you get the blame when it don't. Mhm. It that's crazy. It's crazy that, that it's so much more common than than I thought you know (laughs) yeah yeah no it is I mean it it is ridiculous that it's it's something that has unfortunately followed a lot of us and the only Mm -hmm. way to change all of that is to work for ourselves or be or like get to the the higher end of some of these kitchens and change the narrative and change the culture but I mean it's just like what was it the girl recently I can't think of her name off the top of my head but the one who got the Michelin star Mm -hmm. uh she did all of this. Got to the point where she got the Michelin star at the restaurant she was at, and she quit. She quit, and she moved to Hawaii. <laughs> and it's like, listen, I can't just, like, tell you something. Listen, she just she had a goal, she had a purpose, and she's like, I yep. did it. I'm not yep. dealing with you guys anymore. <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what that was. Because I was Look. like, for her to get that high, and then she got it, and then she quit, and she was like, you know what? I need a break. And yeah. then she just left. It's like I can only imagine mm, the all hell. The stuff that she dealt with to get yeah. to that point. Yeah. I agree. That it's it's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. Right. So and just since this thing might be stupid again and I might lose you, I'm gonna ask you two more things and then I'm gonna okay. let you go. Okay. Okay, so one, tell me why your nickname is Chef Smiley. So I, um, growing up, I've always like shy, timid, like I smile all the time. It started off just being a nervous thing. And then, um, I had big buck teeth and my face grew into my teeth. And so (laughs) everyone always told me like I had a nice smile. And then, so they, they nicknamed me smiley. So growing up in high school, I was always, Hey, smiley, smiley. And, um, the name just stuck, but with the name chef smiley, I, when I started my business, I'm like, I need a name. I don't, you know, that's another thing I come up with, like a business name. And so I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Before deciding to take the leap of faith with my catering business, I was looking for a way to become an entrepreneur so I don't have to work for anybody. And I was going to do the e-commerce route. So I created Smiley's Corner as a online, um, like Shopify website. I got a logo made and all that other stuff for that. But it was too much research. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is take it way more. Because uh, YouTube said it was going to be overnight. And YouTube lied to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> <It does that. laughs> oh, so I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm like, I need a name. I already had a logo. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to take Smiley's Corner and turn it into Smiley's Corner. Personal chef and catering services. So I just kept the name, and here we are today. So now, Chef Smiley. (laughs) That's cool. I like that. Um. Okay. And if someone eats your food, what do you want them to take from it? Uh, what do I want them to take from it? Yes. Just. I want them to taste the love that was put into it. A lot of people, like my clientele, well, the clientele that I'm acquiring are not very, they don't know a lot about my culture because I'm Haitian. So what I do, I infuse my culture into whatever dish I make. So I recently made risotto, but I made it with black mushrooms, which is a traditional um, Haitian mushroom. Yeah. And like... um, then I had um, sea bass. And then I had something called pickles. I don't know if you ever had Haitian food. I have. I'm a fan so of piquets. Piquets. So oh, you know be... yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So I made um, um, black mushroom risotto with uh, just like a nice seared sea bass with pickles right on top. And, and just in my head, like, you know, you know, us chefs, like we just think of something and we just make it, just yep. figure it out as we go. Absolutely. I've never made it prior to creating it that day. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, it sounds like it makes sense. And the flavors yep, in my yep. head sound like it's gonna be good together. And yep, so for me yep. to see someone take it and like their eyes roll in the back of their head, that's just like that's the that's best. Awesome. Yeah. Best, absolutely. like you know, because <laughs> you know they like even if somebody's like mm, it's good, you can tell by their face if they really mean it. Yeah. And totally. so like <laughs> So it's just I want them to feel the love, the passion, you know, when they take a bite, and that just makes me feel like I don't know that you know that tingly feeling inside, like yay, yeah, 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 I do. Okay, I'm a liar. I have one more now. Um, (laughs) What is another? uh, What is another incident that happened that was a reminder, or definitely like a push, or something of Reassurance that you are on the right path doing what you're doing now. Cool. okay. So this is a good one. All right. So I've been I I was furloughed since you know last year, mm-hmm. and so kind of pushed me to do what I'm doing full time once we opened back up. But then I got an email saying, "Hey, we want you to come back," and that was a crossroads for me because there's things that I need to do that requires me to have a a corporate job. Yeah, but If I go back to corporate, then I push myself away from my business. Mm -hmm. And so that caused me a lot of anxiety and I prayed about it. And literally my birthday was uh, February 20th. Mm -hmm. And on my birthday, I'm scrolling through Facebook or social media. And I see an advertising for um, a company called Chefpreneur. Okay. And they were advertising a chef summit. And I sat there, I watched the video and he was saying that, Hey, a chef or expiring chef, or if you've been in the industry and you're, ha- you're at a roadblock, you know, you're having these things, blah, 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 we can help you. We're going to be in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we have a few last um, open availability, you know, schedule a call and we can talk about it. So I'm like, hmm. Hmm. sure. So I tried to schedule a call, but the call was for the week after the summit was supposed to be here. And mind you, this is a Saturday night. The, the summit was for that Monday. Oh, wow. And so for whatever reason, I don't even know why I did it, but I I gave I put my information. I'm like, well, maybe for next time, you know, they can call me and maybe I'll check it out next time. Yeah. But the chef called me the next day. He's like, oh, for whatever reason, my schedule didn't open up for today's call. I hope you're available to talk. I'm like, oh, I'm sure. Why not? And we talked for over an hour and I was like, wow, this is literally, literally what I prayed about. I needed guidance because I want to take my business to the next level but there's a lot of things that I could learn that I want to learn yeah and you know I didn't know which way to go and so he was like well come for dinner and you know if you like it then we can continue if not at least you got a free dinner and I'm like oh well my next roadblock is my husband because he's gonna be like how much (laughs) (laughs) and and so I can give him a price but the price is not going to make sense because he's not going to understand the value that it is for me So I was like, can I bring my husband? And so he was like, yes, bring him. So we went, it was in a mansion, right? It was a 20 bedroom mansion and like by Disney, big, beautiful house. It was amazing. Um, So we had dinner. I met, um, I met a lot of chefs from all over the country. And it was a lot of different colored faces. It was just beautiful, different personalities, different walks of life. And I walked in and I felt like, wow, this is where I need to be. And so at the end of the night, my husband is a hard man to convince. I'm like, babe, what do you think? (laughs) What do you think? And he didn't have anything negative to say. It was a financial investment, but the money came when it needed to come. So I'm like, the money's here. So what do you think? He goes, if that's what you want, I'm like, yes. (laughs) And so like that was the the sign that I asked for and in that week it was a summit they taught you about your mindset they taught you about your value they taught you about pricing um, website like oh, everything awesome. that I everything everything that I needed that I had questions or concerns about they covered all of it and then now I'm part of this movement where pretty much what we just discussed over this interview about having a community of chefs like us, Yeah. And just being able to share our stories and our experiences and all this other stuff. I was like, wow, like I've always wanted this. I've always wanted something like this. And here it is like it fell (laughs) on my lap. So if this is not the, you know, the sign to tell me to keep going, I don't know what else is there. Like it it just and then it it taught me about my self value, too, because I'm like, dang, I wasn't valuing myself at all because these prices that you're telling me to charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so it 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 that was that was it. So now I'm part of this whole chefpreneur movement. Um, if you're interested, let me know. I can send you some information. It's awesome. It's amazing. Absolutely. The chef Chef Andres he's he's amazing. He's like God sent. He just <laughs> cares about the you as a person, not yeah. just like you know I'm gonna profit off of you, whatever. He just gives you information. And it's just amazing. And now I have all these new besties. Like, <laughs> I met these women within 48 hours where, like, where we have a group chat. You know, we share recipes. We share stories. It's, it's well, just amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. Well, um, my dear, uh, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to share your story and your life and Your passion for this business and all the great, grand, wonderful things that you are doing in the universe with me. Um, Every episode of this that I do with people has uh, been—it's been a great thing for me because I I, just—I—I like people,
1: and Mm -hmm. I like hearing about
0: like people and other humans on this planet, and and how we are all able to um, be resilient and thrive no matter what is going on. And every episode that I've done, a word always pops into my head, a word or a phrase or something for the person or the episode and for yours in particular. And I never really tell people because I have this. I get this all the time, but I don't ever really tell people. But um, the word that pops in my head for you is uh, golden. Your spirit seems really bright and vibrant to me. And those are the best kind of people on this planet. And I think that the things that you are doing are going to be amazing and the steps that you are taking are great. And the fact that you are cooking food that is also embodying who you are as a person, your culture, and teaching other people to have respect and admiration for that culture is a beautiful thing. You made me smile. Um, I feel like we could be besties now. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm here for it, man. I am, I am here for it. Uh, my my best amazing. friends are people that are in this business or people that are just like uh, really warm, guided creatives to begin with. I, yes. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in being able to change the world into something that is more accepting for us in spaces that don't like to accept us. Um, Amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm I love that. that. <laughs> yes. I'm all about that. So um, before you leave me and everybody else that will get to listen to this, please uh, plug all your socials and the things you do and where people can find you. Awesome. Awesome. Again, my name is Chef Smiley. Uh, also Marie Musketin. that's my official name. I am on Facebook as Chef Smiley and Smiley is spelled with uh, Y, no E, S-M-I-L-Y. I am on Instagram um, at Smiley's Corner, S-M-I-L-Y-S-C-O-R-N-E-R. I am on Twitter, same handle, Smiley's Corner. My website is www.Smiley'sCorner.com. Um, I also have a TikTok, Smiley's Corner. I post um, reels of, of some of my dishes and some funny videos, you know, so. Um, life is short so have fun so <laughs> and um that's that's pretty much it well until i talk to you again i hope you have a a, a very fantastic wednesday thank you thank you you too you yeah all right <laughs> bye. all right bye